be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Hey, Wolfie's back. back. Party time. Damien's not here. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Um, So you said, yeah, you listened to last week's Heard Damien Lie, which so... Mainly what we talked about was, yeah, the Elon Musk Twitter purchase, which is still kind of in the news a little bit. Not as much today, but... I think it's hilarious that uh, right after it was announced that he was going to purchase it, there was like all these videos of and and stories popping up on my newsfeed on Facebook about how the libs were going insane about the fact that he had purchased it. Which doesn't make... I mean, they claim to be for free speech just not his free speech or not real free speech therefore you know yeah there they have to feel like they control the narrative the point of what i'm saying is i've heard a whole lot of different ideas and theories and, and right. everything <clears throat> as to why he's doing what he's doing uh from you know he's an advocate of free speech to maybe he's going to use this as some type of maybe communication for his spacecraft mm. And, you know, whatever. Okay. But there's been a very large, wide range of stories about why he's doing what he's doing. Well, and I also heard a thing, a post for, and this, this came across my news feed on Facebook. The Europe was like, you know, hey, it's great that you're all about free speech and stuff like that, but you've still got to abide by our rules. Right. And he always said that. He said in the beginning, yeah, when he, he did, did his TED Talk, he said that they'll that he believes free speech is the law of the land where it's at. Mm-hmm. So in the U S we have free speech, you know, he's not going to, you know, do anything in Saudi Arabia or allow them to do things in Saudi Arabia that would be illegal as far as speech goes, um, mm-hmm. or China or anywhere like that. Um, or even Canada to some extent, cause they don't have a first amendment. They don't have free speech in Canada. I take him at his word that when this whole thing started about four weeks ago was all because he got pretty upset with because he he communicates with the people from the Babylon Bee a lot. Mm -hmm. And Twitter suspended their account last month um, when they gave (laughs) because of one of their silly fake headlines. Yeah, well, because they said, you know, what's her name? The uh, medical trans guy uh, gave him yeah. woman of the year mm-hmm. he if babylon b put her put him out as the man of the year gave him the man of the year award right. and, and they said that violated twitter's misgendering policy direct harassment um so they suspended him sir suspended that the babylon b is account even though it's complete satire that's what the entire Babylon B is just like the onion, yes, just like everything. 
Um, yes. And Elon reached out to them to make sure that that was what it was. And when he found out it was, and then Twitter told him they would reinstate his their account as soon as they deleted that tweet. Um, but Twitter wouldn't delete the tweet. They wouldn't take it down themselves. Um, because I think, no, I think they know if they, they want, they want to force them to comply. Right. That's what it's all about. And I, and I think them doing it kind of crosses a little bit of a legal line too, as to yeah, it's different does. than, uh, but either well, way, see, there you go. It's, it's the same. It's whatever this rule is, this platform rule is, what is it? Two thirty or whatever. Yeah. But if they Twitter starts deleting things, then they're then becoming an editor, right? And they're not just a bulletin board, because that's that's kind of the loophole they're playing around. It's like, oh, we're just a bulletin board. We just let people post what they want, right? But if Twitter actually goes out and says, well, you can say this, and then deletes it, then now Twitter's becoming the editor, right? But in a way, Twitter's by doing what they did to Babylon B. They're becoming an editor because they're like, we're going to suspend your account until you tweet, you delete this. Right. So they're basically forcing the edit. They're not going to do it themselves. They're going to force the individual to do it because, like I said, they then they can technically say, well, we didn't delete it. They did. Right. But you held their account over their head locked and said, you're not going to get your account back until you delete this. So in an essence, they were the it's just right. it's just one of those little semantic things they're playing games that's why uh babylon b said they were never going to delete it they would if that's i mean that to them they said that was a, the hill they're willing to die on mm-hmm. um even though uh it impacts them and so iman was upset over that and then that's when he put out that poll about the importance of free speech to a, a functioning democracy and um ask the people on Twitter, do you think Twitter is abiding by the actual rules and law of uh, freedom of speech? If they're, I don't remember how he actually worded it. And, you know, overwhelmingly, it was something like 70, 30 that uh, Twitter was in the wrong is how he felt. And and when he posted that poll, he said, you know, to, to vote carefully, he said, because this will have consequences. Um, and then when it came back that the people didn't think Twitter was upholding the First Amendment um, or that they felt that they were violating it. The whole point of having freedom of speech is so that people who don't have an opinion that's by people can actually say things without fear of repercussion for saying something that they, no matter how silly it is. I mean, if they believe that the sky is green, they should be able to go out and say, hey, I believe the sky is green. Okay, fine. I think you're an idiot. It's blue. But if you want it to be green, <laughs> that's cool. You're yeah. allowed to say that. Yeah, he put out, what was the quote? He said that uh, proof of a, a functioning, you know, First Amendment or functioning free speech is is when somebody you don't like says something you don't like. And, you you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's allowed to be done. Um, yes, as well, it should be, you know, because right. I, mean, I remember back when I was younger, I mean, I, you would hear these people there and I'm not sure how serious they were with it, but you would hear these things about, you know, I may not agree with what you're saying, but I defend your right to be able to say it. Right. It's pretty much how I feel about like the flag, you know, burning the flag. Um, I think if it's your property, 
you own that fa- that fabric, you own that flag. That's your piece of property. You can burn it. You can, you know, do it as a symbolic gesture of your disapproval of whatever. I disagree with you doing that, but I, you know, I support your right to do that. But th- there's a lot of that. I mean, I, I think as an American, you also have the right to sit and smoke meth if you want. Um, I disagree with that you should do that, but I don't think it's the government's job to tell you to protect you from you. Now, you shouldn't be able to smoke meth and put anyone else around you in danger. So you can't do it in public. You can't do it in your house with your kids. You can't do it anywhere where it impacts another human being without their consent. You, you can't do it while you're driving down the street. Right. Like drinking or anything mm-hmm. else like that. Um, exactly. Talking on the cell phone. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have a right to do that you, as long as you're not impacting. But I mean, I always say your rights end at the end of your nose kind of thing. I don't know. Well, your rights end at the, at the end of the other person's nose. Um, yeah, but you, you've got a little bit of space there. <laughs> you can't that, that that to me your rights end where you know it's kind of like we always used to say uh when back when i worked at walmart where where does walmart where does walmart's property line end as far as picking up trash when you send somebody outside to pick up trash around the parking lot and stuff like that you know and pla- mm-hmm. plastic bags blow all over the place and that's what they would always say walmart property line ends as far as picking up the trash outside as far as the wind will blow um, so if the, it blew our tr- plastic trash bags on the, the parking lot next door, it's our responsibility to clean that up right. uh, because it's our trash. So yes. kinda, that's just being a, that's just being a good corporate citizen. Right. But, and, and that's also like the, the shopping cart test is a, right. I, I read a thing about this, you know, the kind of person that just pushes their shopping cart out, takes their groceries out of it. And then just leaves it sitting in the middle of the parking lot and drives away. Yeah, as opposed I've, to the individual. Yeah, I've never met a successful person in life that does that. Yeah. Most of those type people that do that kind of thing are people who take shortcuts. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I was taking Elon at his word. And he's he's even said after all this purchase, he said, he said, people keep trying to read between the lines. He said, sometimes you just have to read the lines. He said, I've been telling you exactly why I'm doing this the entire time. I'm not doing it for, you know, profit. It, the, the financials of this doesn't mean anything to him at this point. That he truly believes, right. I think, that Twitter right now is, for a lot, most people, a true source of news. Real news. Now, there's a lot of noise that's the problem because yes. they've let it get to the point that it has. So there's so much garbage on it and so much white noise, all this background. There's people screaming about this and this and this um, and all the bots trying to. But as far as actual communication and the fact that if you have a good following and you put some, you can just if, if you're a average size following, you can throw out a question to your people and get a really good sampling of their opinion um, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, nowhere else, on Facebook, you can't do that. On Google, you can't do that. On Snapchat, TikTok, anywhere else, you you can kind of, but not in the real time like you can on Twitter. I mean, if you've got, let's say you've got 100,000 or a million followers on on Twitter, and you throw out a quick poll or a quick question, and you might get, 10, 15, 20,000 responses in the next hour. 
that's a pretty decent sampling. Now, granted, depending on who you are, like if you're Tucker Carlson, um, most of your followers are like-minded people. So you're not going to get a true world sampling or a true country sampling. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I saw a study one time, they were talking about people like people on the right or people on the left follow people on the left as far when it comes to news and information. People on the right, mm-hmm. a lot of times follow both people on the right and people on the left. Um, now, they disagree with most everything that's coming out of the left, but they're at least informed on what they're saying. It's kind of a know your enemy kind of thing is how a lot of them well, look at yeah, it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's yeah, know your enemy, but it also just goes to show you that people on the right are more willing to listen to the people on the left and maybe they may not agree with them, like you said, but there's always that possibility that they might come up with that one really good idea. Right. Because you, like, you, no, you never really know. Idea. I mean, nobody's 100% right. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. And the people on the left, they don't want to hear a difference of opinion. Well, not they, only they do they not want to hear it, they don't want anybody to hear it. Exactly. They don't want anybody to hear it because they're afraid that, uh, I don't know what they're afraid of. And, and they think if you, if you have a differing opinion, you don't even have the right to speak it, is how they look at it which most is, of the time. Which is just totally wrong. All right. Have you seen the Biden's new, uh, I've been calling the Ministry of Truth. The Department of uh, Homeland Security rolled out today a new disinformation governance board. Oh, joy. Which is, is, is yeah. it is the Ministry of Truth. I mean, you can name it whatever yes, you exactly want. exactly what that is. But and, it's going to, yeah, it's the Ministry of Truth. country like ours, that should never exist. Right. And it said their, uh, the board is to I coordinate mean, counter so that they can offer countering to misinformation. Yeah, but what, this is so frustrating. But it's just like I was listening to Joe Rogan, and he was saying, you know, some of the things that are being said now, six months ago, were considered disinformation. But oh, now yeah. they're mainstream facts, and it's all good. And so th- this is just, oh, gosh, it's just so freaking, what is it, 1984 Orwellian kind of thing? Right, yeah. The Ministry I mean, it, of Truth. Ministry of Truth straight out of that, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because like I said, six months ago, some of the things that you hear on this podcast, well, that's disinformation. But then all of a sudden, you know, six months down the road, it's like, well, no, I mean, that's actually, you know, that's that's not that's not totally wrong, or that it's actually it's right. I read an, an article while I was waiting on for you to uh, send the link to this, and it was talking about the way Sweden handled the pandemic. Oh yeah, they base they basically didn't have any what they called excess deaths. So their rate of death from like, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, pretty much flat. It was all, I mean, people died of COVID, yeah, but they didn't have any excess. There wasn't, you know, there was this huge spike of deaths because of COVID-19. The death rate stayed within a statistical, it's like if you got like 10,000 people died in, and that's an incredibly low number, but let's just say it was 10,000 people in 2019, then there were 10,000 people in 2020. And 2021, you know, and we're in 2022 right now. So, but there was no huge fluctuation and they didn't do anything at all. They're like, we're not going to do masks. We're not going to do lockdowns. We're just going to just continue on just the way we are. You know, 
And they're like, if you want to wear a mask, that's cool. You can, if you want to. So getting all crazy about it, they're the perfect example of like, you know, hey, you can get all crazy about it just like the rest of the world. Or you can be Sweden and you can just be like, hey, let's just take this on stride and see where it goes. They had kind of a laissez-faire kind of attitude about the whole thing. And they, they proved out that they were right. There was no reason to get all freaked out. Here's a clip of the PBD podcast. I like them. Tony Hinchcliffe was on there, and he was talking about Rogan. Uh, they were at the UFC fight, and they met DeSantis. Hinchcliffe, him, and Rogan, they met met him at the UFC fight backstage during one of the breaks between the uh, pay-per-view portion and the early, the pre-preliminary fights. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, they got introduced to him. That's so they said they only had, a, what, seven minutes with him, but... Uh, he was like, that's what, when he first come up to him and started talking to him, that's what it was like. Uh, when are you moving to Florida? That was, it was just, that when was are you moving pitch. to Florida? Yeah. yeah, we want you here. Um, and and uh, I go, I said, I love the way that you handled uh, the pandemic, man. It Beautiful. was awesome. Yep. And he goes, yeah, who would have guessed that you <laughs> give the people the choice to do what they want to do would work in America. Brilliant. And the way he said it, I mean, I fell in love with this Brilliant. guy for the rest of our lives. Yeah. He'll get any vote that he ever runs for from me. Yeah. That's it. Common sense. That's and all. for some reason, that's what we seem to be like lacking <sighs> nowadays, right? So true. If that man runs for president, I will probably vote for him. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I definitely will. Well, they go into that after in this clip. They go into a little farther talking about um, so weird shit yeah, happening. Crazy. Meanwhile, anybody that has any common sense at all, and that guy is just common sense, uh, he's... He's going to walk into the White House. I think he's so. going to he's going to stroll in. I don't know without about a that, doubt. Tony. Well, you, you, I mean, he's got to win the Republican primary. You don't think first. he will? I, yeah. well, well, there's I, some I, guy. There's some orange man looming yeah, yeah. over the Republican yeah. Party right oh, now. Oh, let me say. Let me say. Uh, I was going to say. I, I would rather have. And this is person. I would rather have DeSantis because do Trump love him or hate him? It's a little too much, bro. And people and uh, mind you, they're going to have to dig dig up dirt on DeSantis. What What are you going to? What collusion? What all that? What are you gonna do? He's he's a golden child. Well, he's the one. By the way, but you gotta yeah. you gotta be very careful on how you sell him, because the, the if you sell him as the golden flawless, everybody has shit. Yeah, of right. course, mm-hmm. some's gonna come out on the guy. Yeah, yeah. And market has to be ready. There is DeSantis has got uh, uh, stuff in the closet, so, you, so don't get it. I don't know yeah. if it's gonna be as legendary as a. Stormy and Karen McDougal type of stuff because that yeah. guy took it to a whole different level. 100%. You know, but here's what just happened. I had a, a um, ah, okay, so I had a conversation with kids. I can't tell you, uh, but I had a just conversation. Say yeah, it. come on. Yeah. And, and You're giving me the oohs and the if, ahs. If, if uh, uh, Trump runs, DeSantis is not running. I, I it's, it's less than a 5% chance he's running if, mm-hmm. if Trump if Trump goes. If Trump goes, DeSantis is not running at all. Is Trump, is the word in the street that Trump is going? 99% yeah. he's running. Of course running. he will. Then that means, yeah. then he, but, because he's not going to be the vice so, president. So, then the, so, so, so that means he's going to wait till 2028, not 2024. Mm-hmm. So this is what that means. Now, so some people that are saying, oh my God, this is, if, if anybody's ever thought about moving to Florida, yeah. that means DeSantis is going to be the governor till 2028. So yeah. that's a very big insurance policy. Mm-hmm. For anybody that is thinking about moving to Florida, because by 2028, that gives them six more years to find somebody to replace him, because gotcha. that's the key. You got to also find somebody to replace him. But if Trump runs, which there's a 99% chance he's running, 
He's not going to be running yeah, but there's against a, there's Trump. There's a problem with him waiting that long. Right now, he's hot. He's how many, who's we, hot? We, but, we've talked about yeah, it. Exactly. Well, of course, we agree. But I'm just telling you, he does not want to go face off because he knows Trump's going to talk shit, and he's going to talk can shit. I, can I ask you guys DeSantis a question? is not going to just sit there. I don't think Trump's going to actually run, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's, uh, <clears throat> for the first time a couple of weeks ago, he put out... He made the comment, um, somebody asked him, he made the comment about kind of like if uh, if his health allowed it, which to me was the first time he's ever like gave himself an out. Um, right. So I, cause to me, I think it's lose-lose for him either way. I mean, if to me, the only way he would run is pure well, ego, um, which right. I know is that's how he does a I lot mean, of things. Here's Well, here's the thing. If he does run and he wins again, it's going to be another four years of the same crap we've seen in the last four years. Now, as far as that goes, I think he ran the country well. Gas prices were down. Unemployment was down. People, you know, they right. had employment highs and everybody was getting jobs. Everybody had jobs that wanted them. You pretty much had to live under a rock not to get a job. Do, do I think he did a good job as president? Yes, I do believe he did. He he. Started zero wars, was getting us energy independent. Mm -hmm. I think he did a great job, but the media did not want him. Right. Well, half of the country did. The next four years, you hear just this crap. Well, I mean, but that's that's almost every single election. Every single election is almost half half. The point I'm trying to make is that yeah, half the country didn't want him, but how much of the half of that country that didn't want him? was because of the misinformation that the media was putting out about him. Um, and I keep, um, as, as, as an example, I go back to Charlottesville, where he says that he believed that there were good people on both sides of the issues right. of taking the statues down in Charlottesville. And he prefaced himself when he said that. He goes, I don't mean the Nazis. Right. And the white, or the white supremacists. supremacists. I condemn Those them totally. To be, right. He's, he said he totally condemned them. But the media didn't go with that. They didn't take him. Yeah, they only played that piece. They clip. cut it off right. right there. Yeah, and made it sound like he was in in favor of these people, and he wasn't. Right. How much of how much of how many of these people that were like, oh, this is so awful and so terrible that the man's, you know, if they hadn't have done that and they would have just been left alone and right. been given the the news the way it should have been given, and gave and let the president speak for himself and get the whole comment and the whole. Everything behind it. How many people would have been like, well, yeah, he's, he's right. Because, you know, I don't consider myself a Nazi, but I have serious reservations about tearing statues down uh, just because, you know, today you don't like them. Right. Uh, but I, I saw. To say that to, tomorrow, tomorrow, the statue that you, the person on the left, thinks a great statue, you know, all of a sudden, maybe tomorrow's going to be the day it gets taken down. Right. And in that speech, he, he made the comment about him taking down Jefferson and Washington also. as kind of, when he was mm-hmm. saying it, was kind of a little bit of uh, hyperbole, you know, saying, see, yes. well, this is going to happen. You're going to take it that far. Mm-hmm. And they even attacked yes. him saying that that was ridiculous. We, that, we're not going to do that. But it ended, but it, up, it ended up happening going, right. When, they actually ripped down, I think, in California, a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Right. What? Why? Right. They and they wanted to take down Teddy Roosevelt. I think yeah. in New York, he he stood out. He, he was a he was on a horseback and he was like outside of a library or something like that. I don't know. 
Yeah. And Teddy Roosevelt, I don't think he even lived during slavery. So why would you even want to tear down his statue? He's, a, he's an old white guy. Just, it, the stupidity of it. Well, it's because there's no exactly logic it. to any of it. It's no, there's what, not. whatever you decide in the moment is either a problem, then it's a problem. So you, there doesn't have to be any logic to it. But everything they say is like, this is a problem today. Most of the time, a lot of people on the right always like to use the, the slippery slope kind of thing. And the left's always like, no, that's never going to happen. But it all like they did the same thing with 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 trans athletes. Well, when the when they first started the bathroom things, they were like, no, nobody's going to abuse that. Nobody except a true trans person is wanting to go in there. You're just trying to use this as say that scare people. But no, it happens. People, anytime you have millions of people. People are going to abuse the system. Whatever loophole they find in the system that you allow, that's why there are so many inmates in California exploited. that are will be exploited. right that are saying they're they're trans, so that they can get moved to a women's prison. If I was a man in a male prison, I would lie and say that I'm trans to go to a women's prison because I would feel a lot safer. You know, especially mm -hmm. if you're a sex predator. That's why. All of a sudden now, all of these women keep popping up pregnant in all these prisons in California from all these trans men coming over. Well, I guess they're technically trans women, biological men. We just need to do away with all of the what we name anything. And you're either biological man or biological woman, period. You're a man or a woman. How about we just don't even just, just drop the biological part and just go with man and a woman. a woman. Oh, hey, that makes it easy. And that's it. Oh, well. You have a good day at work tomorrow. I will attempt to. All right. You too. Talk to you later. Have fun out there. Oh, yeah. All right. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.